and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to episode 24. are celebrating the great year of 1976. Welcome everybody. Like how do you not move, right? Great stuff. You know, this is Wild Cherry. Guys, welcome everybody. Welcome episode 20. The Bobby Kudo Show. Welcome to everybody on the live cast. Thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Always get that extra element on it. Yeah, man. You know what's funny about this, guys? Wild Cherry play that funky music with the name of the song. They released this in 1976, and this was it for them. I actually, you know, I, I gave them an opportunity, and I listened to the album. Uh, no bueno. But this song was awesome, and you must have heard it a million times, and I figure, what better way to bring in the beautiful year of 1976 than the little wild cherry and get everybody group and welcome everybody welcome to episode 24 such a pleasure to have you here i um i want to say thank you to everybody listen you know stevie was here for uh episode 23 which was absolutely fantastic i if i had to if i had to put a point on it i'd have to say that that is uh, just testament to the direction of the podcast. I mean, listen, if you committed three hours to that podcast, then I have to believe that you are a true fan of the show. And uh, you guys need to say what's up. You need to hit me up. Hit me up on uh, social media. Send me an email. Um, I would love to get a little more interaction with everybody. Uh, I'm just I'm trying to get the show more. Um Interactive, I guess. Um, looking for some um, comments and just some of your opinion. You know, I'm always trying to make the show uh, a little something special. You could... Uh, oh, that was great, wasn't it? What a great intro. I'm glad we did that. Um, great episode today. I gotta, I'm got. i excited about this episode. Uh, this has been, been kind of been stewing all week. Uh, an emotional week for me. Uh, a couple of things going on. Um, you know, work-related... Uh, personal life, you know, you almost take you almost take it for granted sometimes. You know, you, you go through these spells, and uh, I know I come on here all the time, and I tell you guys, you know, how great life is, and you, know, you find the spot, you're good, you're good. But you know, it, 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 I guess it can't always it can't always be great all the time. Um, so it's you know, it's one of those weeks you're working really hard towards certain things, and you know, maybe focusing a lot of attention on you know one particular or two particular things. And uh, just trying to balance all of it, you know? It's just life, and you got to make decisions. 
Uh, the, the ones you love, the ones you care about, are have to uh, make decisions for themselves. Uh, you know, even providing a support group for, for, for loved ones, it's not easy. You know, you um, you know, it's you know, it's always the uh, the fear that uh, you don't want you don't want to let anybody down. So uh, when you come across these things in life, and uh, you have to make decisions that you know affect other people and their well being. You always want to think that you're um, you're making the right decision, guys. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. I cannot thank you enough. Um, the journey continues, and here we are, and I am here, and we are talking about episode 24. Um, I'm just so excited and um, taken back by everything. You know, today's just a a crazy day. Um, if you if you didn't hear, um, um, you know, tragedy. Just you know, just get it out of the way and. Uh, I know everybody um, on the Facebook end of it, if anything at all, I mean, it's, it, you know, Kobe Bryant, uh, very, very um, unfortunate situation uh, there and him and his daughter, I believe his name is Gianna, passed away, uh, killed in a terrible um, helicopter accident. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, one of these things that, you know, you, you just, uh, very scary, uh, you never know. Um, you know, again, we all think that, uh, you know, the, the rich and famous, you know, in this case, Kobe Bryant, famous athlete, uh, you know, a, a long career. He's had a very long career, a very successful career, I, I would add. Um, but you know, it's, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I would, I'm a sports fan guys. I, I love sports. I'm, I live in Boston. Um, it's kind of, kind of bred this way <laughs> to enjoy sports and love sports and we appreciate talent everywhere. Um, and we could even talk about Derek Jeter in the Hall of Fame, but that's a different conversation. Just a little bit about um, Kobe. I I um I just got a clip, and I wanted to share it with you guys real quick, and just um uh just kind of really encapsulate. It's a short clip, just encapsulates a little bit about Kobe, and I think it's uh, really worth us putting in the um the quick effort um, and attention to uh, uh, an amazing career. So I'm gonna let this play out. You guys tell me what you think. We'll we'll just we'll you know and and we'll go ahead and um. Um, you know, we'll, uh, we can, we, we'll, we'll come back to it, but I mean, it's, it's just something that I wanted to, um, I wanted you guys to, to just maybe hear a different opinion, just not my own, uh, and maybe people that knew him. Uh, so just take a listen to this and, and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll circle back ESPN around. ESPN Sports Center, Zubin Mahenti, I'm Michael Lee's breaking news in this Sunday afternoon, five-time NBA champion, former league MVP, Kobe Bryant died earlier this afternoon in Los Angeles in a helicopter crash. News reports are just coming in among multiple victims, Kobe Bryant on that helicopter. We're going to have Ramona Shelburne join us now from Los Angeles. She is uh, on her way to the scene right now. Ramona, um, how did you first learn this information and how are you absorbing it right now? Oh, my God. I mean, I was uh, outside playing with my son and I just saw an alert. And everyone I called, you know, you you get... um, Quick, quick voicemails and people close to him are, are in absolute shock right now. And it's, you know, it's, I, I can't even process it. I'm, I live 10 minutes away from the scene, guys, and I, I can't even re- remember how to drive there. It's, it's shocking that Kobe Bryant is gone. Ramona, he was a father, a husband, an NBA legend, an Academy uh-huh. Award winner, an icon. He did it all in his 41 years. He became an Angelino, even though he wasn't born and raised there. 20 years with the Lakers will make you that. You grew up in the area. In any way, shape, or form here, can you help explain what Kobe meant, not yeah. just to the Lakers, but to the entire Southern California community? Oh, man. I mean, I, you know, 
when Kobe was about to retire, um, you know, I covered him his whole career here in Los Angeles, and everybody was writing retirement stories, right? Everybody was writing, you know, what he, what he meant, putting his career in perspective, and because, you know, he was drafted here as a teenager, right? I mean, I was in high school when he took Brandy to the prom, okay? So we watched this, this kid grow up and be a man. He had his ups and downs. He had his skin. He had his glories. You saw him go from from boy to man to old man, right? And I remember saying to him, like, you know, we gotta we gotta do a story at the end here. We gotta we gotta put this all into perspective. And he he really wasn't interested at first because he said, you know, everything has been written about me that could be written. I mean, everybody said everything negative, everything positive. What let, what is there left to say? And I said, okay, so what is there left to say? And he said. You know, the only thing I'm interested in is leaving a legacy of telling people how I did it, the, the parts of me that, that had to rise to the occasion, the part, how I climbed to this level, how I became the man I am. And when people talk about, like, the Mamba mentality, that's not just about Kobe. Like, people in China know what that is. People in Japan know what that is. People in Africa know what that is. He became a legend. And that's true, in fact, and no matter how you feel about it, if you are a fan um, of sports, then you can appreciate the fact of Kobe Bryant, um, such, you know, 41 years old. It's a, it really is a tragedy all the way around. Um, he, he really was a humanitarian. He did a lot for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people uh, are doing well in their lives um, um, because because of Kobe. So, I mean, it's a tragedy. I'm sorry to him, his family. Um, I can't even imagine the loss of, of a child, you know, your, your, your spouse for that matter, and then um, a child. Um, it just, again, beyond my level of comprehension. Um, so I just, I mean, I to him and his family, I wish them uh, all the best. Um, and, you know, again, so, you know, not to uh, get too far off on that, you know, I, I'm sure we're going to get fed a lot of that um, in the media uh, with in days to come. They're going to obviously investigate you know, what went wrong with the helicopter for apparently the initial reports say that the they saw some flames coming out of it and, and it crashed into the to the hills. So um, rest in peace, Kobe, you and your daughter. Um, uh, you have a legacy, an amazing legacy. So we, we will all miss you. Um, we will all miss you. Um, number 24. Uh, so moving on, guys, I just uh, don't want to bring the podcast all the way down. I just really want to talk about real quick the coronavirus. If you guys haven't heard about this. Um, I mean, this is something real serious that uh, really deserves your attention. Uh, you know, if, if you haven't heard on the news, uh, again, China, uh, they, they do a lot of those street markets and uh, people eating on the streets and they, they get the food. And um, well, it, it, it births these these coronaviruses. And, you know, not that I'm a doctor or an MD or anything, but, you know, I, I work with a lot of people and I, I get concerned. And uh, I guess the coronavirus is like a, a, it's, it's more of a. Um, uh, a broad term. It's not a specific term. It's a type of virus, and it is a lot like the common cold. Uh, but in, in these cases, and sometimes like like what we have uh, here, it it affects you in a way where uh, you get the runny nose, you get the headache, the cough, the sore throat, uh, you get a fever, and you, you generally like you're feeling unwell. Um, you know, January twenty third was the first uh, U.S. patient uh, being treated. Um, and that, and they were, I believe in Washington and I, um, just, you know, guys, I just really want to just make everybody aware of this because, you know, it's one of those things that, um, 
I think we 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 get a little um, laxed about you know when you start thinking about diseases and the way that they transmit these um, particular diseases and it seems like I said I, I it just seems like it, it always comes from like China um, you know somehow it, it evolves there and it ends up in a I mean overnight you know the way we travel around the world uh, is really amazing game I mean, you can you can go anywhere um, within twenty four hours you can be pretty much anywhere in the world I mean. Uh, so a lot of people uh, tend to travel. You got a lot of kids coming into college, going home, coming back. So these diseases go through these hot these um, these airports, and they travel like unbelievable. So I mean, even in my case, and what I do, um, we get a lot of product from China. So you know, you, there's always a concern there. You just want to be careful. Um, I do know that they they recommend if you're going to wear a face mask. Some people are wearing face masks, and um, really, if, if it's if, if it's not the, the the right one you should be wearing, I believe then you just it's cosmetic, um, and it's not even uh, serving purpose. So I believe you want to look for an N95. Um, that's what I I had seen on the news. They said anything other than that, um, which is pretty much useless. But if if used properly and worn properly, um, it it can um, it can substantially decrease. Um, your chances of contracting the uh, coronavirus. So I was, do, again, doing some research, guys, and I just came across some stuff, and I want to share this with you. And uh, I just got another small, short clip for you. I just want you to uh, take a listen to this, and um, and you tell me what you think. So look, just, just um, this is about the coronavirus, and this is actually from um, um, the staff over at... Um, Providence Regional uh, Medical Center in Everett, Washington. Uh, and they're actually, they're the ones that are treating the very first patient um, that's in the United States with the disease. So just take, take a quick listen uh, to this. Having the, the very first patient in our hospital, it is uh, a little, you know, scary. It's something new. And, and I want to make sure that I'm doing everything that, that I can with the knowledge that we have to support our team and keep them safe and keep our other patients safe. What we know so far is that um, they believe that it's spread potentially through um, droplets and um, when you breathe or cough or um, anything like that, as well as contact. So actually um, direct contact with the patient or the, the surfaces that may be contaminated. Um, so when we go into that patient's room, we're protecting our airway, our mucous membranes, as well as um, covering our clothing and our, and our hands to really make sure that we're protected. Uh, in this particular patient, we weren't sure about the degree of contagiousness. We certainly did not want it to spread, so we used the highest level of um, uh, protection that we have available to treat this patient as one would uh, Ebola. So they, the, the nursing staff wore the entire garb that would go along with with treating someone with Ebola virus. Well, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's good to know. I mean, that they're actually taking these precautions and making sure that, um, you know, that they're going out of their way to make sure, you know, that this doesn't contract and spread. Again, you don't know much about it. I mean, from what I understand, um, there's been quite a few deaths. I mean, in the number, you know, how do you get an accurate number? There's people all over the world. Um, and even today I was watching, um, again, guys, <laughs> shout out Sunday morning, um, and they were they were they were doing a story, uh, and they always like talking about the world and things that are going on in the world. And they were talking about these children from Zim, um, from Madagascar. Uh, and you would think, you know, I shame on me, you know, I thought Madagascar was populated um, and had a successful economy, but uh, contrary to, to what I know, these children were literally living in um, just ruins. I mean, they were talking about when. Um, the rain comes. The, the, they're literally living in this. They got this raw sewage. 
um, that, that just overcomes the whole town. And these you get eight people living in a shack. And uh, but anyway, look, the, the 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 good in this is actually these eight boys uh, who um, who sound absolutely amazing together. They they sing in a harmony. Um, they got discovered on YouTube. Um, and I'm sure if you guys go ahead and just and, and search it on YouTube, uh, Madagascar uh, Boys Choir, I believe it is, uh, and give yourself the opportunity to listen to how inspirational this is. And uh, it actually gives me goosebumps. I get goosebumps from when I when I talk about it because you know when I when you look at the when you look at the situation and you see the way that these people are living and the the, the fact that there is absolutely oh you think the, 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 there is absolutely no opportunity. That these people are living in a place that literally has no communication with the outside world, um, no no cell phone data, no no computers, nothing of that of that sort. But somehow these two people find their way uh, into this village and um, come across these boys singing in the street, like literally standing in raw sewage, and they're singing. And they sound so amazing that they record them and they, 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 they put them on YouTube and the whole world sees this and appreciates their 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 talent. Um, and quite honestly, like it's amazing to me that that's just that's what it takes. You know, it's something like and, and I and I always bring back, you know, people can, can always talk about the negatives in technology. And I always like to think about the positive in technology. Imagine that. These two people were able to capture these boys singing, um, and now their lives have absolutely changed. You know, they've been they've been um, sponsored, and you know, and you'd like to think that the more people in the village, and all these, and the thing was, is all these people in the village were singing, and uh, when you looked around, um, it was really just a just dilapidated. Um, old buildings and somehow these people were happy to be there and uh were i, I don't know and but anyway the, the 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 success in all this is that the fact that these boys were found and um now that they're 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 you know popular on youtube they have millions of views uh and somehow they're gonna be successful so i mean cheers to them and uh if, like i said if you guys have an opportunity to youtube and just listen to them sing um and how that gave them the opportunity to escape. Um, I mean, yeah, there's no other word to, to say it, to escape from um, an otherwise, uh, uh, I mean, destiny of of what? Of nothing? I mean, it's just nothing. I mean, what do you, I don't know where the success would come from, you know? I mean, you can be a good person, but ultimately um, living like that is, is just um, difficult. You know, and, and to think that there is, that that is a way that, you know, people in the world still live. Anyway, and I, and I, I don't want to sound ignorant by this um, in any way, but it, it, is it almost, am I, am I, am I, am I guilty of filtering myself um, and believing that the whole world is a, is a great place to live? You know, that it's not just here in the United States. Do we take this for granted? Do I take it for granted that, that we live in, in, in a place that, you know, Certain things are unacceptable, you know. I if I go to work and um, you know the, the the restrooms aren't clean and or, or don't appear to be clean, people are upset and offended by that. Uh, and here in this case, you have a whole civilization of people living 
literally in their own sewage and nobody's complaining you know it's 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 like you know it's the 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 dynamic is absolutely mind uh blowing so you know figuring all that in you know you think to yourself and i and i hate to do this because i never want to sound um like i don't want to sound uh like an extremist but um there are people in the world that have billions of dollars you know let's let's be fair let's it's Billions of dollars, you know, I won't call anybody out because you know who the billionaires are. Um, these people, I mean, if you have uh, if you have $500 billion, I mean, could you take could you take a billion and say, hey, can we send a billion over to Madagascar and maybe, you know, build some, you know, infrastructure, some plumbing, some sewage to help these people out? I mean, I would imagine like if you're on the billionaires club, Maybe this, is there one person in that club that maybe they, maybe like it's, um, you know, just like, you know, foreign affairs or, or local affairs or just humanity affairs that maybe somehow they contribute something back uh, to the people uh, or to other people, civilizations. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine um, the world would only become stronger and better if we could help people that, that, that need it. I mean, this is, this is beyond... You know, we're not, guys, we're not talking about um, we're not talking about Detroit. I mean, Detroit, Detroit's a mess. Yes, I agree, but they're still they're still governed by a constitution. Um, we're talking about a, a civilization of people that are. I mean, what what is their what is their what is their success? You know, what is what is their um, quality of life? What you know, I guess ignorance is bliss. If you don't if you don't know any better. Uh, you don't know any better, but I, I mean, I, uh, we know. I mean, we know. You know, it's um, you know, it, it, it kind of th- makes me think of a story I once heard. Um, and uh, you know, maybe maybe one of the fans or somebody can can enlighten me on the name, but I, I know it was something along the lines of of where it, it might even been a, maybe a movie uh, where um, um, someone, a person who is a uh, um, uh, documentary, someone who makes documentaries. And they they travel into this these deep deep jungles um, of just say South America, and they come across this tribe that's never been discovered by mankind ever before. And this journalist uh, befriends the chief of this village, and he says, "Chief, you must come with me. You must come with me and see what the civilized world looks like. You must come see it. You must come see it." So. You know, eventually, after many years of, of you know, convincing that the chief, you know, finally trusts the journalist and the chief packs his bags and he flies and he comes back to, um, I believe it was, it was New York City. And the chief, you know, the, the, the journalist showed him around and fed him and, um, you know, took him, showed him all kinds of stuff. And, and he documented all of this and, he's, and he, and then he took all that in and, he, he 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 returned back to his village, and um, you know the the question there lies is now as the chief does he go back and tell his people because uh, you know honestly these people are never going to leave their village this is this is the life that they know does he tell his people about the civilized world you know when they think you know that they may be you know that this is the only thing that they know. Um, you know, although it's not, you know, they're not living a technologically advanced world. They're still living in a world that is, 
um, fruitful and bountiful to them. You know, the, the, the success and harmony is in, of course, the environment and what they know. It wasn't like these people were starving or, or in need of um, support from anyone or any group. Uh, but in this case, you know, the, the, um, the refusal to um, share that information with his tribe, you know, it always brings up that moral question that, you know, if you know, is it is ignorance bliss in this case? Is it better not to know? Um, or or do you just, would it make a difference? You know, do you, do you say, hey, everybody, there's a, there's a place called New York where, where the lights are on, <laughs> you know, and if you want to go, you can go. Do you think people go or do you think people stay um, with what they know? You know, I mean, for me personally, um, I, I like being where I'm at. You know, I really appreciate, you know, being in New England. I like being in New England. Um, it's not something that I, I, I'm willing to, I guess, give up. You know, I, I, I don't have any desires to move anywhere. Maybe, maybe when I'm older, um, if I can take the podcast with me and go somewhere else, I might, I might consider that. But anyway, this time in my life, at this point in my life, I'm very happy with where I'm at, um, and, and the way that my life is. So, you know, just kind of the long way around all of that today, guys, I just wanted to, um, talk a little bit about that and, uh, just get a little difference of opinion. You know, I mentioned, I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about 1976. Um, and, you um, know, it was a cool year. You know, it was a cool year for music. There was a lot going on. Um, I think that, um, uh, you know, I was born in 75. So I was, I was a year old. Uh, my lovely wife, Rachel, was born in 76. Uh, so she's the young one in the relationship, but you know, it was a good, it was a good year. It was, you know, it wasn't like anybody was complaining. Um, and if you had some questions about, uh, 1976, um, let's talk about it. So, you know, if you were considering, um, you know, like, you know, a house or something like that, let's, let's talk about that. So if 1976, right. Um, if you were going to buy a new house, it was going to run you about $43,000. How about that? $43,400. Um, and that's considering, um, you know, what you're getting paid, right? So let's see, average income per year, sixteen grand. I mean, it's always, you know, what? No matter how you go, like even as you go, like even now, just I mean, obviously the 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 the, the price on the dollar is increased. So, um, you know, if you were to multiply that, you know, an in inflation yearly inflation back then was like five five and three quarter percent. So if you were to do the same thing and just do the math, it's the same thing. You just add in zeros. And it means you're going to pay more taxes. Average monthly rent was $220. <laughs> Gasoline, 59 cents a gallon. Huh? Wouldn't that be the good old days? 59 cents a gallon. You know, it's funny. I, I um, for the first time, you know, if anybody knows me, you know how I feel about, um, you know how I feel about uh, Tesla. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tesla. Um, I'm, I, I, I enjoy, I like the, um, I, I, I like the idea of, of, you know, one, maybe being able to produce my own energy and two, not being, um, not being, um, just, I don't know, married to, um, gasoline, petroleum. Like, I, I, I guess if, if I had to think about maybe being completely self and utterly sufficient, then I would have to think that electric cars is the way to go. And, um, really for the first time, uh, you know, with my, I'm doing really good on my truck. Um, I know I told you guys like, you know, maybe, uh, a couple of, I mean, um, first and last episode, the first and last, I believe that was episode three or four. 
Um, I tell you my whole episode with uh, First Ford or Four River when I bought my truck. Um, you know, and in my last, my previous employer, uh, I did a lot of driving. I traveled a whole lot. And um, for a while there, I was kind of behind on my mileage. But, you know, since then, I get this new job. It's close to home. I don't have to travel as much. Uh, so, therefore, um, I've kind of caught up on my mileage. So, I'm in, I'm in a really good spot with my, my loan and my and my truck. And, and it's the first time that I've actually seriously considered, you know, maybe I'm ready to make that the switch to um, all electric. You know, it, maybe it is. Uh, maybe it is a Tesla. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I could. Why not consider that? I mean, I, I, I would have to be a fool to not even, you know, think about it and think that maybe that's something that I might want to do. Um, and really, in the way the technology is going, and um, I don't know, guys, and just why not? It's, I think it's just a cool thing, isn't it? Just cool. Uh, the idea that you can drive, you know, the, the autonomous and um, the, the, you know, what the, the the thing that got my attention the most is when I was doing some research on it. One of the videos, the guy said. Every time I get in my Tesla, I see a software update. It's like, he says, I feel like I'm getting a new car again. You know, and it's, and it's exciting, right? And just to being on cutting edge uh, and just getting away from the, the I don't know, the, the absolute need for, for fossil fuels and just be able to plug right in. You know what I mean? Because I would, I would do that. I would think I would do that and I would consider getting, um, I would consider getting like solar panels. You know what I mean? And I would do the whole thing. Like, why not do it all Tesla? You know, go 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 all way. And and the thing is, I was even telling Rachel, like, well, I don't know. It's that, yes, they do the all-wheel drive. And if you want the Model Y, it's like the SUV version. Um, if you need a little more room, so why not consider that? So I'm I'm considering it. I will be honest with you guys. I'm not sure. I will I will keep you updated. But I just thought that's really that, you know really cool thing to think about. But back then in '76, you you were you weren't thinking about that because you were only paying fifty nine cents a gallon. Um, a Plymouth Arrow. If you were going to buy a Plymouth Arrow, that was going to cost you three dot three thousand one hundred seventy five dollars. <laughs> a Polaroid camera. You know, I mentioned to you guys in, in I think it was episode twenty two. Um, Stevie, who worked at Polaroid, uh, he could name you every single part there from start to finish. Stevie, if you're listening, shout out, buddy. Stevie's in Florida right now, enjoying the weather down there. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know what? I, I want to. I was just about to complain about the weather, but I can't because the weather was absolutely fantastic today. Anybody in New England, if you if you had a chance to get outside today, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, so lucky to us, we're getting this great weather. It was funny. Five years ago today, uh, they had a map up uh, the our local news channel, and it, was, it said one to two feet, two to three feet, and that's what we were in the middle of. It was a just a a bunch of um, just a bunch of. Um, <laughs> snow we were buried we were buried in snow which is which was absolutely great um um and sport jacket zenith 25 inch tv you know much 5.99 there you go for a 25 inch jesus i um i just bought myself i got a 32 inch in my my studio and uh I wasn't even close to that. I think I, I got it. It was like less than a hundred bucks. I mean, it's amazing, you know, guys. And I know you'll all agree, you know, the, the age of the, the age of the television, you know, we kind of grew, you know, when you grew, could you guys, do you remember like fixing TVs? Remember like when you called the TV man repair guy and he would come to the house and he would fix your television set. Do you remember that? Like how crazy is that? That, that you don't, I mean, the idea of having a TV repair man come to your house now, it's, it's almost baffling because there's nothing to fix. 
You know, and even if you buy, if you buy a TV like Best Buy, or whatever it was, like if you get the extended warranty and the TV like breaks, they don't even, they don't even, they, you know what they tell you? Ship it. Like, well, they're gonna ship you a new one and just ship the old one in the box and they send it back. There's nothing, there's nothing to fix on those things. So it's almost funny that, uh, <laughs> right? And now, and then you had the whole, you know, I got a plasma. I still got my plasma TV. I know, and I'm dating myself, but I have, I still have my plasma TV, and that's in my bedroom, and that thing still works fantastic. I'm not embarrassed to say it. I love it. I mean, that was and that was plasma, and we paid a little bit for that. But I mean, it was uh, the 43 inch, and um, I had friends. I know people that listen to this podcast that spent some ridiculous money on TVs. Now I got a 76, uh, 65 inch in the living room, and it was um, it was under under 500. Yeah, like maybe 500. But you know what? I didn't get all the bells and whistles with it because I've got, you know, um, off air and I got my own tuner. So I just wanted really like a monitor. Uh, microwave oven was going to cost you 169 hmm, Imagine that. And if the uh, if you were thinking about moving to St. George, Utah, in the perfect home, four bedrooms, living room with a fireplace, large family room, dining room, and laundry, two and a half bath with a large plot, would it cost you $36,500? So save your money, and you could have had a house back then, too. You know? Why not? Why not? Did you know um, 76 was a big year for Apple, Apple Computer? Apple Computer uh, was established by Steve Jobs and Steve uh, Wozniak during in April of 1976. Jobs and Wozniak created their... Uh, company with the intention of developing small and easy to use computers um, that could be used at home or in the office, uh, what would later become known as the personal computer. Apple computers emphasize graphics, portability, and single user interface. Uh, amazing. You know, when you think about what they created back then, and they didn't even realize it. I think they were in somebody's garage or whatever it was. And you know what? You talk about uh, Steve Jobs. You talk about Bill Gates. Um, pretty much all in the same boat. They they just, you know, again, nothing like a great idea. Uh, you know, we opened the show today with Wild Cherry. Guys, Wild Cherry, that was the only song they ever had that was ever successful. But they made a fortune with it. You know what? They're probably still making money with that song. Uh, so, you know, it really just takes that one really great idea. And then this is in this case right here. You know, you talk about Apple computer, um, and you talk about the iMac, iPod, iTunes, iPhone, uh, the watch, you name it, you name it. And, you know, now the company's worth over $700 billion. So could somebody call Apple, somebody get Apple on the phone and say, hey, listen, Madagascar is in desperate need of infrastructure. So can we can we maybe send a billion of that seven hundred billion over there to help these kids out? I mean, I, like I said, I'm not I'm not the guy that wants to take. Um, I don't want to I don't I don't want to take from the rich and give to the poor. But I mean, in this case, I think I think they could spare a hundred billion dollars. I mean, is there like a petition we can sign? Does somebody know, Marcos? I know you you buddy. You are probably like you know HTML guru. Like you know this stuff. Is there a way? To start like a GoFundMe, like from 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 the rich, from the billionaires, to maybe fund, you know, the kids in Madagascar and help these people out. I mean, it just breaks my heart though. Again, like it, a great idea, like Apple, you're worth it. You, you you've created something fantastic and amazing, and everybody wants it. I get that, but uh, you gotta give a little something. You know what I mean? 
Speaking of giving a little something, let's talk about something real quick. www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the Bobby Kudo show. Go over, get a t-shirt. If you guys haven't noticed, if you guys are watching on the live cast, I <laughs> that's the white t-shirt uh, right behind me. I'm um, giving a look at it and uh, and I'm wearing I'm wearing the black. So uh, get over there guys. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get ready. Uh, the weather's starting to warm up a little bit, but it's still like beanie weather. You know what I mean? I you know what I should have my beanie on. I'm a little chilly in the in the studio. Uh, but listen, get over there, check it out. I got some cool stuff. Uh, even a backpack uh, that I'm considering. I'd like to get one for myself, and I think I may do that. Uh, but listen, I am actually considering. Um, I have a couple of T-shirts that I ordered that I want to. I want to give away. I want to give to the fans. I want to give to you guys. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out a way to go about doing that. I gotta. I gotta check and see. I mean, I know some people do the whole uh, Instagram thing, like you know, like five people and share it with five people, and you know, if I think that that would help. Uh, gain uh, the sponsorship on the Instagram side or the Twitter side, I would consider doing that. But if anybody's got any good ideas uh, as far as uh, going ahead and doing that, um, that would be absolutely fantastic. I would uh, I would appreciate it. But otherwise, I'll come up with, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm going to come up with something. I just don't know what exactly what it's going to be, but there will be some type of, um, be on the lookout. Uh, there will be some type of giveaway for a t-shirt. And I believe I have a mug too. Um, and I have a mouse pad. I'm going to actually, I got a mouse pad um, that um, um, I'd I like to share with you guys there. You know, it's, I guess when you finally, you got to make it, you got to make it, right? You got to get a mouse pad. So I do have one. But so get over there, guys, www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash the Bobby Kuto show and show your support for the show, guys. I keep telling you. Uh, the stuff isn't free, but if you can get a little uh, helpy, helpy, it uh, is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, 1976, you guys know, guys know that uh, Mr. Uh, Jimmy Carter, he won the presidential election. I was, guys, I never was a Jimmy Carter fan. I don't know how you feel about him. I, I you know, for me, it was kind of like a no noise kind of president, um, and I'm not sure he had much momentum in any direction. I, Unless somebody knows something, I don't know. I know he was a, a humanitarian after his presidency, um, but I'm not sure that um, he he made. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I know Fidel Castro was he was the president of Cuba, so I know that there was that whole conflict. But in the '60s, Cuba was cool, right? We were cool with Cuba in the '60s, and the whole have Havana Nights thing, and then I think somehow that all went terribly wrong at some point. Um, but Mr. Carter was the president. Uh, he took, he won that from Gerald Ford and there you go. That's for your trivia. If you guys are, anybody's doing trivia and you get that, I want credit for that. Um, uh, first space shuttle, NASA unveiled the first space shuttle enterprise to the public during September, 1976 enterprise was the only prototype created, uh, to conduct test flights and the official launch of the space shuttle program did not occur until April of 1981 with the launch of Columbia, which is Columbia. Uh, Enterprise weighed in at about 150,000 pounds and it costed $10 billion to create. Boy, I bet you those kids over in Madagascar would appreciate some of that. Um, while the first space shuttle never actually made it into space, uh, it did become the first space shuttle uh, to fly during its test. So they did fly it. I mean, they, I mean that was kind of like, I guess they must have dropped it from one of those sky planes. Uh, and they tested it. But you know what? That was, I mean, when you think about, I mean, I mean, I know now 
if you guys follow, you know me, I'm a fan of SpaceX. I, I really, am, I'm, you know, I think SpaceX is, is really doing amazing things. Um, and I think that it's a giant leap forward for us uh, as, as, a, as a species. And I think it's fantastic. And they just recently developed a, um, an escape pod. So if you're going to go into space, um, they put you in the pod on the top of the, 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 the missile and what would happen is if obviously if there was some type of catastrophic failure, the missile is uh, the the cap or the missile, the top head is completely independent from itself and it actually shoots itself from from uh, away from you know the catastrophe and it's supposed to save you. Um, so like there's nothing to be I guess you know the chances of being hurt or, or in, in one of those you know a launch would be almost, nearly impossible i mean i guess that's the I, I guess the idea would be to make it as safe to fly into space as it is to um get into an airplane right that would be the goal right i think so i would i would think so so um son of sam you know son of sam if you guys have um been watching any i, mean, I you know i i'll be honest with you and i, I don't want to get ahead of myself but i got a little bit at the end of the podcast i want to talk about um, just maybe a new a new a new segment for the show, and that's really talking about uh, the things that I'm watching. Maybe things that you might be interested in watching uh, that you know, different platforms, and you know, obviously um, Netflix, Hulu, uh, HBO Go. Got a little bit of all of them, so I, I kind of dabble a little bit everywhere. Rachel watches a little bit, and kind of just bounce off each other, uh, but always kind of looking for that new edgy. Uh, interesting shows that are out there and of course I want to share those with you but even uh, just bringing it like again talking about the son of Sam and that was in July 29th of 1976 um, and that was a strange uh, that was a strange time uh, New York City this guy was going around he was uh, killing people and they, they, it was a if you watch the documentary about it, it was very strange and the patterns and the people he was killing he was a tough one to find but they ended up uh, they ended up did uh, catch him Um but he terrorized the city for um, for over a year. Uh, Israel plane hijacked. They hijacked uh, the, the Boeing. Um, yeah, and they stormed the Israel soldiers and released the, the hundred hostages. That was that was a big deal. That was that whole big deal with Israel. I mean, I, I told you guys that we had that. We weren't always friends with Israel, um, and I, and then, and a lot of that was was back in the seventies. I'm glad we came out of that. I and mean, now we have a great relationship, Benjamin Netanyahu and. Um, you know, we're, we're, um, they're, they're part of, they're part of the, the good, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I, I look at it, I see what's going on with the president, the relationship, I believe he's going to be in the United States, um, Netanyahu will be in the United States next week, uh, which is fantastic. I think that's a wonderful thing. That's a great relationship to have. Um, so keep that in mind, guys, good relationships with Israel. Israel listens to everything, guys. If I haven't mentioned to you guys before, if you didn't know, uh, Israel is the uh, top leader of technology. They are, uh, and I, I mean, I, I hate to say espionage, but when you're talking about, they have the ability to spy network pretty much anything. Uh, it's, it's it's really their their commerce. That's what they do. Um, and you know, again, it's for hire. So yeah, you, know, you want to be, um, I guess, on their good side, because <laughs> otherwise, I mean, I would imagine it's pretty much. Um, that would be pretty much uh, devastating, right? So, um, let's talk about fun stuff, right? Let's talk about a little bit of fun stuff. You guys want to talk about fun stuff? Let's do that. Let's talk about fun stuff. How about movies? Huh? You're talking a little bit about movies. Um, 1976 was a very popular year for this movie, um, and it it is probably 
um, one of the most popular movies it, it ever. I mean, if if you haven't watched it, I mean, I would imagine that um, at some point um, you you have, uh, or you've seen the, the the previews for it, or some in some way, shape, or form something. Um, and the movie I'm talking about is absolutely Rocky. Uh, this movie was released in the United States in December. Um, 1976 it was written by Sylvester Stallone and the rumor has it I don't know listen I cannot confirm this in any way shape or form um, but it um, it was he I guess he wrote it on the toilet I mean you know what I you know it's and I bet you all of you and, and you can deny it if you want to but most of you probably do your social medias you're all sitting on the toilet anyway so it's no different here it's Sylvester Stallone writes Rocky on the toilet and um he starred in the title road. He and that was his. I think that was his. His his deal was is he he would give it, but he he wanted to be a star in it. Um, and I think he gave up his like rights. He wanted like a percentage of the profits. Um, but you know the plot of the movie. If you hadn't seen it, I mean, Jeep is. I can't believe I'm going to explain this, but um, it, revol- it revolves around an underdog uh, boxer, Rocky Balboa, in his high profile match against the champion Apollo Creed. Uh, it was a huge hit film, earning over two hundred million dollars at the box office uh, and was critically successful. Um, Rocky was also nominated for seven Academy Awards, winning Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing. Rocky uh, was a popular, uh, the Stallone's turn in the franchise. I mean, he's six sequels. They got six sequels out of that one. Imagine that. I mean, how crazy is that? To me, that's absolutely, that's all, that's absolutely amazing. I can't believe um, that that, that that is actually <laughs> just blows your mind. I mean, so again, just an idea, and I and I and I mentioned it again. It just again having that, just that that, that one idea um, that works, and you know, people get behind it. They love it. They love the idea of it, and it just becomes something just you know bigger than yourself, right? I mean, it's just amazing to me. Amazing to me. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Jack Nicholson. That's a great movie. If you guys have not seen that, please do yourself a favor. You know, I, I I will be honest with you. I don't know what happened to Jack Nicholson. Uh, if anybody knows, please let me know. I have not heard or seen of Jack Nicholson in quite some time. I don't even know if he's like, maybe he's just completely done with, um, <laughs> with, um, with um, movies altogether or just anything in general. I don't know. You've got to find out. You can find out. You let me know. Uh, All the President's Men. Uh, that was 1976 American political thriller film. Uh, about the Watergate scandal, uh, which brought down President Richard Nixon. Uh, that was with Dustin Hoffman and um, uh, Robert Redford. Good movie. I mean, you know, if you guys want to watch a good flick, and um, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of one-sided a little bit, but uh, for the most part, it's a good flick. It, it was uh, it was a good movie, and considering the time, and if you like um, older movies uh, that have I mean, Dustin Hoffman is fantastic anyway, so. Go give that a shot. And, of course, Robert Redford, they were fantastic together. Uh, go give that a look. And then the Omen, <laughs> Damien. Why do you do this, Miss Damien? Now, that was in 1976. Imagine that. Jeez, um, that was like, you know what? And that was coming off, I think, um, The Exorcist. And there was a couple of movies there that just really creeped you out. And that was kind of one of them, you know, the idea that a, that a baby was was evil you know but it was a good time you could just you could still i think religion was very like predominant then i I, again i I don't know that like movies are as scary now because you kind of you've kind of lost that like um that element of um 
like religion, you know what I mean? But but back then, you, you kind of still had a little bit about that. It it kind of I believe it kind of had a little effect on, on that. Uh, did I mention Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro? Uh, yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, actually, you know what? Shout out to Randy. Uh, Randy just he posted a picture and. Uh, Randy, you what are you like fourteen in that picture? And and then you right to the side. There he is, Bobby De Niro. Like I, I couldn't believe it. So we're gonna listen. I'm um, we're gonna get together soon. Uh, so Randy, when we get together, you got to tell me about that Robert De Niro uh, meet. I mean, I, how cool is that to to meet Robert De Niro? Like the guy's a legend. I I like to talk to him. I mean, I know he's a little like liberal, uh, whatever it is, but I'd still like to talk to the guy. I think the guy's just you know fantastic. Um, the outlaw Josie Wales. If you guys don't remember this, you know, back in the 70s, like Westerns, everybody was watching Westerns. It was like a Saturday thing. Uh, and Clean Eastwood, if you don't know, who is an absolute, you know, mastermind um, uh, filmography, he's just, you know, whatever. I mean, Gran Torino, maybe something a little more recent, Every Which Way But Loose, going back to the day, uh, The Escape from Alcatraz. I and mean, you could go on and on and on. Clint Eastwood is fantastic and phenomenal. Um, and is just amazingly talented, but um, he was in that. Um, and the story goes somewhere along the lines that he doesn't conform to, I guess, the evil mayor's ways, and they end up killing his wife and his kid. And then it's you know they, you created the monster, you know the John Wick, and he goes after um, just looking for revenge. But if you have a check, it, you know if you have a second, go go check it out. Uh, it's a good flick, and if you're looking for an old western, man, why not? It's just a fun. Just a fun movie, right? Like, just why not? You know, like you know what? Nobody's you know everybody's watching Netflix. Like, is anybody watching movies anymore? Is it is it is it all Netflix now? Is that what is? Is that what I I would imagine? Maybe maybe it is. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it is. I, I it could be. It could be. But either way, I think as long as you're like watching TV, right? I mean, it's it's fun, right? I mean, it, you can share it with somebody, but you gotta. I mean, I would imagine you gotta. You got to do it with somebody, but either way, uh, good flick. Go check it out. Uh, um, the Outlaw, Josie Wales with Clean Eastwood, all right? And then Every Which Way Balloos. That's a really good one. You got to go check that one out. Um, so switching gears a little bit. Let's switch a little. We're going to switch a little gears. Um, thank you, Jay, for your compliment about my truck. I really appreciate that. Um, popular music and musicians uh, for 1976. And of course, I would be remiss if I didn't, you know, Rachel's uh, one of her f- most favorite uh, artists of all time uh, is this gentleman. So I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do a little something, play a little something here. I'm going to bring him in. And you guys, you let me know if you know who this, this artist is. Nineteen seventy six. Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. Mr. Barry Manilow. Why do I think of I I automatically think of like a cruise ship, right? Like why do I do that? Why is that? I went to the Copacabana in Mexico. What a great time that was. 
I wonder what it's like now. Amazing place in Mexico. Cancun. Uh, there was no falling in love, but I will tell you, it was an amazing experience. Energy beyond uh, comprehension. I mean, the place was just packed full of people. The music was amazing. They had a live band. Um, I only, you know what? I only hope that I can make it back there again to see that and experience that amazing energy because it, it was just absolutely um, phenomenal. And I missed it. And I, you know what? At one one day, I'm gonna I'll make it back there. I'm not quite sure when, but I'm gonna have to make it back to Cancun, Mexico. Uh, 1976, Diana Ross was in there as well with um, some popular music. I'll be honest with you guys, I wanted to include Diana Ross in my discography today, but uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find anything like 1976. I mean, she was fantastic, and Diana Ross, by all means, you're a musical genius. But in 1976, she didn't release anything that was really so. It's kind of I, just, I did want to mention her, but I wasn't going to really uh, get into anything like that. But um, my next artist, I think you guys would appreciate quite a bit. I mean, it's this is um, this is going back a little bit. So you might, you might, I don't know, um, but I know that this was a great. So I, I mean, all right. So this individual um, used to be a part of a duo, and they got into a bitter argument over something stupid. You know, remind you. You know, of all these people in the world, uh, I'm sure we all, you have friends in, in, which brings me to a funny story. You know what? Before we get into this, a funny story. I, you know, I, I always mention to you guys, I hate to keep repeating myself, but I go see my mom once a week. And, um, it's funny that after all these years of, of her and I being together, I mean, um, um, she continues to, to enlighten me and tell me things that I never knew before. So it turns out my grandfather, her father, and his brother uh, turned out to be like bitter mortal enemies. And what had happened is when their parents, my great-grandparents, passed away, they had left them some land. You know, not, not a lot of land, but in Portugal, some land. And the idea back then was if you were going to survive, you were going to um, you were going to plant, you know, whatever it is you were planting, and you would harvest it, and you would sell it, and that's how you made your money. So... There was, I guess, a stone wall that was built of just rock and stone that separated the two pieces of property that were gifted to the two of them. Um, and I guess my my grandfather's brother um, <laughs> was what he would do is he was moving the rock wall ever so slowly over and over and over, you know, taking more and more more land, making his land larger and and, and my grandfather's smaller. Uh, so, I mean, over time, you know, I, it became pretty obvious what was happening. So my grandfather, what he did is he actually buried a rock where the rock wall was. So, you know, when it got moved again, he'd have like a, a point of reference. And that's exactly what happened. He ended up calling his brother out. And some, you know, long story short, guys, this was when they were in their, let's say, 30s. Um, and they didn't speak to one another. That was a bitter, bitter fight. They didn't speak to each other for you know, the majority of their lives as, as adult men, the majority of their lives, they did not speak to one another. I mean, is that the most crazy, amazing thing you have ever heard in your life? Um, the only way they made, they ended up making peace was that, um, my grandfather's brother ended up getting really, really sick and, you know, obviously didn't want to, you know, live with the, you know, the grief of, um, not not making peace or not having peace with your with your brother. So they ended up hooking up, and shortly after, you know, my my grandfather passed away. So the, the reason I'm even bringing this up, and I'm we're talking about you know Simon and Garfunkel, right? Paul Simon, 
Mr. Garfunkel, like, and then they had so much like just synergy, and it was just amazing the music that they created together. Um, but you know, then they broke up, and you know, and I'll tell you, you know, a lot of times when people break up, things don't turn out right. But in this case, I think it was just you know amazing that he was able to put this this great music together. And if you were in the '70s, this is what you were listening to. Just some great, great tunes. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Simon. 50 ways to leave your lover. The problem is all inside your head, she said to me. Now isn't that fantastic? The answer is easy if you take it logically. To help you in your struggle to be free. No, that's absolutely fantastic. She said it's really not my And you know, and that's the stuff that you can play over and over again, and it gives you a really good sense, you know, what the 70s were and what people were saying. And it, you know, like you almost feel like, you know, I'm on a park bench in Central Park in New York, and everybody's walking around with bell bottoms and butterfly collars you know what i mean that's what i'm seeing you know gas buses with black smoke coming out of them right yellow taxi cabs everywhere that's my paul that's my paul simon experience how about that right no plan stand you don't need a corduroy just listen yeah great stuff guys right i mean you can't make this stuff up it's just beautiful music you gotta love it and this is the stuff that i try to bring up because i hope that we're not forgetting this stuff because this is the roots of where we all come from. You know, even the Grammys are on tonight. I get it. Uh, but you listen to all the music and I say to myself, what's new? What's, 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 what are they playing? And there's nothing new. There's nothing like this. It's, it's all these beat machines and just digital. And I, and, and I, and I get it. I don't want to be a hypocrite because I live in the digital world. Um, but in all fairness, guys, uh, what what is it what does it mean like what is it is this is this all we're ever going to have is this going to be this this digital um footprint uh, of music is that what it's going to be i mean i i hope not because you know i have a passion for music and i would like to think that there are artists out there that are going to continue um to create good music and just something different and maybe use instruments and not just you know beat machines and um um i don't know uh, here I go, I'm bitching again, but you know what, even that said, if you, even if you weren't a fan, and if you, you, you might have been a fan, um, I, 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 I was always, like I, I mentioned to you guys before, like uh, with, with um, the Beatles, I, I was a fan, and I, I kind of, and, and, and I'm a fan, I, I'm, I, you know, I've come to the conclusion that I have to admit that I'm, I'm a, a, a fan of the Beatles, uh, but with that said, you know, Paul McCartney went on his own when, after they broke up, and um, he he ended up leaving um, the Beatles when they broke up. They did that last show there on the roof, and then that was it. And then they kind of did their own thing. And in this case, um, you've got um, you know Paul McCartney. He leaves and he joins Wings, and he and it was okay, I guess. And uh, I I guess if you if you liked if you liked it, I, I I maybe maybe you did, maybe you didn't. I mean, it, quite honestly, like I, this was okay for me, I guess. I. It, in the 70s, maybe, people going to work, you know, you can picture people kind of going in with their metal lunch boxes and everybody showing up for their shift and, right? Is that what this would be? Everybody going to work in the 70s? 
getting you a little Chevy Chevette. Yes, right? Ladies and gentlemen, your morning drive, KPX01, Paul McCartney, and Wings. What do you think? Did it take you back? <laughs> that's what the show is all about, right? But that's this is what was on the radio. If you were driving down in your, uh, your Honda Civic and you were lucky enough to have the, the sunroof option, this is what you were listening to. You know, I can't play too much of that because uh, we don't get uh, we don't want to get muted. So, uh, a little bit of Paul McCartney. What did you think about that? Right? You know, in in one of my I don't I don't know if I don't mention it much, and I, maybe I should. Um, I am a I am a huge um, huge huge Elton John fan. I've uh, been a huge Elton John fan for a uh, majority of my life. I've always appreciated uh, him as an artist, um, and not only him as an artist, but the idea of uh, the way that him and his partner, uh, well, his musical partner, Bernie Taupin, write music lyrically um, and just and even um, uh, musically. The, the talent between the two of them, the amount of music that they have composed together is absolutely phenomenal. And the 70s was a huge, huge year for, for Elton John. And, um, and if you haven't had a chance, you know, if you really get away from the fluff Elton John music, and when I talk about the fluff music, is I'm really talking about um, you know the the whole Yankee Stadium, him and that like the, the dress up. Like this is stuff prior to uh, him taking that shift into um, the marketing world, where I think it really became more really a lot about the money and not so much about the 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 performance. But in this case, you know, if you go back to 1976, the name of the album was Blue Moves, uh, and it was absolutely fantastic. It was Elton John's, um, I believe it was his 11th. Um, album uh, that he released, and this is this was one of the songs that was on that album, um, which is absolutely phenomenal. And I know you'll appreciate it. I'm going to let this play out just for a little bit for you guys, uh, so you can enjoy it. Let me know what you think of this one. Absolutely beautiful, no? To see you very much alive in the English rain again. And I can still recall wet afternoons when we were small and simply childish. Absolutely fantastic, huh? You know, and again, if you didn't know, that album uh, was absolutely fantastic. There was. Um, that one, that particular one was Blue Moves, if you guys want to listen to it. I mean, again, it's one of those albums that from start to finish, you hit play and just and just let it let it play out. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I know you'll love it. And then there was um, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is a popular one you've probably already heard of. Uh, Mad Men Across the Water was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Mad Hatter was another one, Mona Lisa and Mad Hatter. That is an album you have to listen. I was actually looking, about, I was going to put some of that on, and I didn't, and I didn't because it really didn't correspond with the year, so it kind of was outside of the rules. 
So, so be on the lookout. At some point, if I can sneak it in there, as soon as I figure out what year it is, I will sneak it in. Um, but if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, um, Elton John, Mona Lisa, and Mad Hatters, that's the name of the album. Go listen to that album. It's just a journey. Um, when you want to talk about ear porn at its finest, and that is absolutely it. Again, I mentioned I am a huge Elton John fan. Um, I do appreciate his musicality and his music. But again, we're talking about two different or three different or four different versions of Elton John um, from when he came out of the 70s, even going into like the 80s, the disco area. He was a little bit of everything. The guy's been making music forever. Um, and even in this case, you know, you're talking 1976 and this was his 11th album um, with him and Bernie Taupin. Absolutely phenomenal. So good and happy to him. And I hope that you guys will take my advice and go give that a listen again. Uh, go check that out. And my next artist that I think you guys are gonna love again, like these are these are all these are all in that 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 you know that 1976 era. And this is one of my most favorite songs. And I'm and I'm not a huge fan of him, but I do love this song, guys. I just there's just there's something about it that takes me back, and I know it'll take you back. to Rod Stewart Tonight's the night Kick off your shoes and sit right I know I remember hearing this sitting in my my aunt Anna shout out aunt Anna she had a blue Ford Fama four door never forget it and uh, I remember listening to this in there it's a good jam it's a great jam Tonight's the night Right? That was his seventh album Yeah Fantastic stuff guys Fantastic I love it Love it I hope you enjoy it Because I do And um, Not to get too far off But this one you guys will appreciate And um, you know Maybe if you didn't know uh, you probably know now because it's just the sheer fact of um, the you know he, there was a, a movie recently about him, um, you know. And most would say that uh, you know you know this individual might have suffered, and he might have you know. And unfortunately, he died of a terrible disease. But I got to tell you, um, an amazing life, an amazing impact, an amazing legacy. And of course, I'm talking about um, um, the great Freddie Mercury. Right. And this is and this was the beauty of it. Nobody was making this kind of music. And the range of a voice like that. If you don't appreciate that kind of music, then you're listening to the world in mono. Just fantastic. And that is Freddie Mercury, Queen. An amazing journey uh, in his life. And if you, you have to, just, you have to appreciate it. You have to. 
You have to. And you know, uh, let me do. We're gonna do one more. And I, I kind of wasn't gonna do this one because I don't want to lose any. <laughs> I don't want to lose any listeners, but I'm gonna do it because I thought it was important. And it's a cool song. And even though it is, um, it is what it is. And I'll tell you who it is in a second. I want you to listen to it first because it really is a song about freedom and coming to a new country and finding freedom. And of course, this is in the 70s again, 1976. So there were still people coming over here and trying to find their place in in, in our society. Um, and this was playing. This was this was on the radio. So maybe, you know, maybe you, maybe you remember it. Do you remember this song? Can you hear the drums from This is Abba, guys. I remember long ago And it's 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 a song about you know, coming over here and There you go. And it was funny because you know what? <laughs> this would play. I remember this playing, um, and it would play on the Portuguese radio station, and they played all the time because the guy's name's Fernando. And if you're Portuguese by default, you got a you, you've you've got an uncle named Fernando. I have a friend named Fernando. He's Portuguese. But you know, you can say a lot of things about ABBA. They were very, very worldwide successful, and and people won't admit it. They won't like to admit it, but um, they will. Um, <laughs> right, a little bit of ABBA. You can. Who doesn't love a little bit of ABBA, right? I enjoyed that. Fernando. Huh? I hope you guys enjoyed that, right? And that's pretty... That was it for music in 1976. What did you think? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Right? I clap a little bit. I'm going to clap a little bit. That was good music for 1976. All right? Well, we're going to we're gonna say hats. That was a good one. I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's see here. You know what, Jay? I, 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 not that I could, I didn't think I could possibly have any more respect for you, but I, I do now. I do now. I, um, I will look, I will look at you in the eye, Jay, and tell you that I have respect for you because I also like ABBA, so high five, brother, high five, right? You have to. They just sound great. Everything sounds great about it. Let's play a little bit more, right? Just because you like it. All right, I, I don't know if I got people uh, doing the old uh, fast forward. <laughs> they can fast forward thirty seconds, so 
For anybody who, could, who wants to, you can fast forward 30 seconds, all right? Otherwise, get over it. We did a little ad session here today. My man. If I had to do the same again, I would, my friend, Fantastic. I enjoyed that very much, guys. Thank you for sharing that with me. That was absolutely wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. And I would, uh, I will, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll continue to play that in the background. I know Jay was enjoying that. So maybe we'll just continue to just uh, let that go a little bit. But there was a couple of other things I wanted to get to. Um... But we could talk about that in a few. Um, if you guys want to talk a little bit about um, what was going on, like TV shows-wise, uh, there was some cool stuff going on on TV. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the $6 million man, that was that was very successful. Uh, anybody who watched that, right? Uh, and then Kojak was another one, right? Did you guys like Kojak? Um, how about uh, how about this one? Wait, 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 wait. wait. How about this one? What about this one? Ladies and gentlemen, the Jeffersons. And that debuted in 1976. Imagine that. Just to get up that hill Now we're up in the big leagues Getting our turn at back As long as we live It's you and me, baby Ain't nothing wrong with that we're moving on Huh? One of the best shows on television It really was, right? It was I know you were dancing around for that one, too You can't help it That's good stuff Good, good stuff Right? We all moved on up, right? Nobody's living where they used to live, right? All right, all right, all right. We gotta, we gotta get back to the show, guys. I'm on a lot of control. This is, this is out of control show today. Um, let's do. Hold on, let's do a little bit of this. Let's see. Um, do you guys remember um, another show that was on? Um, very popular. Uh, let's see here. I know that I had it here for you. Um, I hope that I can find it. If I can't, then it is what it is and we will move on from it. But there was one that I wanted to share with you and let's see, uh, let's try and see here if I can play it for you. And now here you go. You ready? You ready? Ready? Good times. Good times, guys. You remember good times, don't you? Sad on my life. 
How great was that? That was absolutely fantastic. You had to love it. You did. You had to love it. You, you couldn't help it. It was just uh, something that was just absolutely great in its own. Uh, the writing, the way it was put together, uh, the way I think personally that um, it was pushing the envelope everywhere. You know, it was really about that time, that age, people living through um, what was so difficult to, um, oh, you know, again, you know, oppression, you say oppression, uh, you know, just living in a big city, you know, trying to support a family, big family. Um, and if you guys remember the show at all, Janet Jackson, right? That was, she had her debut on that. And a couple of the shows then was um, MASH, uh, I believe that was uh, Medical Ambulance Surgical Hospital, if I'm not mistaken. I, I hope I'm right on that one. Uh, I know my military uh, fans will correct me if I'm not. Uh, and the Carol Burnett Show. Did anybody watch that? I I didn't. I didn't watch it. I don't know if you did. I didn't. I wasn't really a, a big fan um, of that. Um, but if you guys didn't know and want to know, um, that year, 1976, uh, just real quick, I was to um, um, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was born in 1976. Reese Witherspoon, anybody who's a fan, Reese Witherspoon was born in 1976. Uh, and Melissa Johart was also born in April of 1976. So there you go. If anybody was born in 1976, you got a commonality with some of these. Um, can I tell you guys I'm not a uh, Reese Witherspoon fan? Am I Am I the only one? I can't be the only one, right? I think she's a Yenta. I, I, I can't even deal with it. I... Uh, something about her. I don't know. I, I don't know if I was ever a fan. I, I just don't know. I mean, Sweet Home Alabama maybe did it for me. That might have been put me over the top. But nonetheless, um, let's talk about technology. One of my favorite things. You want to talk about technology? I think we should talk about technology. Let's do that. And in technology, um, I know that I mentioned in previous podcasts and kind of I just kind of mentioned it in um, in uh, in like just there was casual conversation but we talked about the Concord uh, air, airplanes and that whole uh, uh, venture and and you know that was you know guys contrary to you know again there was a lot of I mean you you know the 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 the, um, the option for failure was was kind of like just grotesque so in this case um, you have to really just kind of appreciate the fact that people were able and and willing to get in these things these 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 airplanes these supersonic jets and they were literally flying from from say New York to California in three and a half hours uh, so just give you an idea of you know even now I believe it takes you a full like nine hours to get from like Boston if or New York if you're going to uh, LA um, or, or I guess California the coast of California um, and this three and a half hours you're able to do that so you know for a long time they were flying them for a while and I think something along the lines maybe it was a maintenance issue or something not being addressed properly and they just literally started falling out of the skies I mean talk about Led Zeppelin um, and that whole catastrophe in this case kind of like the same idea um, so, so I mean, it would, but you know, again, you can't really look at that as a complete and utter failure. I mean, a really terrible tragedy those people losing their lives. But again, um, you know, it's kind of like you take that leap forward and you, you have to take a chance. You have to try. And, you know, for the many, you know, for the few failures, unfortunate, there were many, many successes in this case. And who knows what, what other technologies that that, you know, kind of um, pushed forward. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it could have been amazing. Could be anything. 
um, Apple computer. We mentioned that. And how about uh, the first laser printer introduced by um, IBM? I mean, now we take printers for granted, right? I mean, we're printing at home, you know, whatever you want, and it's like super fast. I mean, there was a time where, like, right, you had to go down the street or if you had like a docs mages printer it would like print i remember like photoshop <laughs> i know you guys remember like when you're in school and you used photoshop and it was that wicked long piece of paper and it had all the the holes on both sides and it would it would sit there for like forever and you hope you didn't make a mistake or a typo because if you did like the whole thing was going to print it took like three days to print it i don't know if you right you remember that it was photoshop i know it was photoshop right and it was <laughs> and I think it was only one kid a day, like only one kid a day could print because you, know, you had it on your floppy. The big you had your floppy drive, and they wrote your name on it, and you were so happy. Look, I got my own floppy drive. You know what I mean? Amazing. Like that just uh, that was a different time and a different place. But uh, yeah, first laser printer. So again, 1976. Pretty uh, pretty cool. The Olympics uh, broadcast from Montreal, Canada. Uh, the drawing estimated one billion viewers worldwide. There you go. So in the 70s, I think, um, let's talk about a couple of things about that. Let's talk about the fact that really what was on television. I mean, other than what the networks were carrying, um, if the networks were putting the Olympics on, then that's pretty much what people were watching, you know. And um, you start talking about the 70s, and, and uh, it was really uh, popular because people had that whole United States, Russia, like everybody was, you know, we were all competing against one another and, uh, people wanted to win. It was it was really about supremacy, and that was really showing without shooting missiles and rockets over at each other. That was really the only way that people were able to um, separate. Um, you know, like say, hey, listen, we're the we're the strongest ones. We're the strongest ones around, right? Like that was. I would say that that would be fair to say. Mm. And we could talk about. Oh, I'm having some coffee. Delicious coffee. Um, Mitsubishi induces the VHS video. Um, <laughs> VHS home video cassette recorder uh, to compete with the Sony Betamax system, guys. If you remember this, Celia, I I know you I know you're listening and watching on the live cast. You will. I, we're talking beta, uh, <laughs> VHS and beta. Uh, and and if anybody, you know, the comparison for the uh, younger folk would be uh, HD DVD versus Blu-ray DVD, and how that all turned out with Sony. And Microsoft, uh, and in this case, Sony had the beta, uh, and they competed with um, VHS, which, which, um, you know, was ended up being the platform that everybody went with. And it was funny because the Betamax was a smaller cassette. Uh, I don't know if that maybe was capacity was the was the concern, but VHS won it, and everybody had VHS, and that's kind of the way it went. But that was the, there was a battle there. People were buying. Uh, people were buying both. It was a, there was a, I mean, if you were like a movie guru and yeah, it was either beta or VHS, it was almost like Apple or Microsoft, right? You know, sometimes you like feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't, um, <laughs> uh, landing vehicles from the United, the United States spacecraft Viking one and Viking two set down safely on Mars. How crazy is that guys? 1976 and we will land and shit on the face of mars that is absolutely mind-blowing it is not is that not the most mind-blowing thing you ever heard that we amazingly we had the ability and, and technology to do that like i just right i mean it's it's just it, it, right what what is this what is this what, what is going on here Yeah. 
This is like an ABBA takeover. Alright, I can get back to this. I'm gonna get back to the podcast. This is, this is like out of control today. I told you guys this was an out of control podcast. You know, I had Steve come in last week, and now I'm doing the podcast here, and I'm and and it's like all out of control. You know what I mean? It's almost like I need a a buffer somehow. You know what I mean? Take a chance on me, right? Why wouldn't you? You know, guys, and I mentioned um, just a couple of things. First of all. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you for everybody that's that's joined on the live cast and uh, everybody that's that's participated tonight uh, and everybody who's continues to listen. I I continue to try to do the best that I can with the podcast, and um, I'm very confident that the success is obvious because clearly you guys are listening. Um, it's it, it, it the 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 listenership it continues to grow and continues to get. Um, I think more involved and more interactive. Um, you know, it's fantastic. I go into Apple and I got some reviews in there and some comments. And again, I just want to remind everybody, if you haven't had a chance to, if you please can go over, um, you know, we've got a really large listener base, um, but unfortunately not everybody is going in and, you know, leaving a comment or a review. Um, and like I mentioned um, in the past, a lot of that stuff is important only on the metrics end of it. You know, if I always, if, if I ever consider... Um, you know, maybe a sponsorship for the show uh, or anyone, I should say, would consider the show as, as you know, sponsor worthy. Uh, typically, the, the first thing they're going to look at and see is, gee, well, how many people are listening and is it good? Is it is it, is it good content? Is it something that, that people are going to continue to listen to? Because if I'm going to invest financially into this podcast, um, you know, and I've told you guys this in the past, you know, once I record this, it's, it's, it's posted, it's forever. It, it plays over and over again. And, um, I will tell you that I'm still getting listenership from the inaugural episode and here we are 24 episodes in. So it's, it's an organic and it continues to just grow. And, and I think people might listen to the podcast and they might come in, um, maybe around, you know, maybe episode, um, I don't know, who knows, uh, 13, 14, and they listen to one and they're like, well, let me, let me bounce back and kind of listen from the beginning and see how, you know, this podcast has, has evolved into what it's become today, which I would hope and appreciate that people would do that. I mean, I think that that would be a fantastic, uh, um, uh, way of going about it. I mean, you don't have to come in at the ground floor. I almost would hope that they wouldn't come in at the ground floor because I, I don't, I would never want, um, I would never want episode one to, um, I don't ever want episode one to represent what the podcast with twenty four is, you know, because I think it's it's been an evolution uh, of the podcast. I think me just being comfortable uh, delivering the message and and um, you know even bringing in the live cast and uh, bringing it all together and just making it more interactive and fun for you and uh, fun for me. I think it's it just um, speaks to the growth of the show and and I just want to really just point everybody out and say thank you. I just the support is always fantastic and amazing and. Um, I know that I say it often, but I, I just, I don't know that, you know, we all understand how much I appreciate, um, the fact that I get to do this. I mean, it's just some, um, wonderful things happening in my life and continue to happen in my life. And guys, I'm not, you know, and I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like my life is, 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 uh, you know, uh, daisies and rosies all day. And, and, and then that, that, you know, there isn't struggles in my life. Um, I will tell you like, uh, you know, last week I, you know, it was a rough week for me. Um, uh, you know, overall, I mean, I, I got a couple of big things, a couple of big meetings coming up, you know, work related things. Um, 
that take up a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of space. And you, and you really you, you you try to you try to balance your day to day responsibilities and then continue to maintain and try to um, um, succeed or supersede um, what's necessary, you know, to the next steps and uh, to kind of complete and fulfill the the duties and responsibilities that you that are boasted upon you. So. Um, with that said, you know, that's kind of like where I'm at now. I, I got a huge inspection tomorrow at my job and um, I've been kind of working really, really hard to make sure that everything is in line, everything is in place. But of course, these things you never know. People show up and um, and of course, you know, they, they always they always find something, um, you know, in, my, in this business. I've been doing this for a long time. And if there's one thing's for sure, it's you can prepare for, you know, you always you always prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Uh, and that's going to be the case uh, in this case. I know that, you know, my heart is in it. I've given it what I've got. Um, I've got a fantastic, wonderful staff that I work with every day. Uh, great management team and support group that that supports me and my ideas. So you know, we really work all we work really well together, and I think you know we're going to be successful um, not only tomorrow but for many years to come. I mean, I, I, that's just a testament to um, the way that I feel about that. Uh, but you know, this uh, the podcast and, and what what we've done here uh, with the listenership and with the commitment, you know, with with great fans and amazing fans. Um, that continue to come back and um, participate in these events and in these daily and weekly uh, podcasts. I mean, I I I, um, I want to know that um, you guys. I want you guys to know um, that the message I'm delivering is real. Uh, you know, it's not. Again, I, I I would come on here and say, hey, you know, give put your best foot forward and um, you know, always try your best. But you know what? Sometimes I guys, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Sometimes I, I I get a little frustrated and sometimes I say fuck it and I don't want to deal with it and. Um, you know, that's just, I think that's the human in me. And I think sometimes, you know, you can try to, you know, let's get to the point. Let, you know what, let me just, I'm, I'm going to beat around the bush and I haven't been trying to get around, uh, figure out a way how to just uh, deliver this today. And, um, quite honestly, the message is, is simple and I, and, and I, I, I apologize to anyone that I offend, but sometimes people just suck. Um, and that's pretty much just the way it is. People are stupid. Uh, and people suck, uh, and that and that's going to happen, and that's going to happen uh, probably more often than not. You know, I've been managing people for a long time. Uh, I've been I've been delivering you know my hopes and my dreams to to people, and in hopes that they would you know they they're going to uh, uh, you know climb on board and believe in this idea that you know we, we we are all in this together, and you know no you know you're only as strong as your weakest link. You know, you know I say these things, and anyone who's ever worked for me in the past. Uh, would would agree that they've heard me say those exact words. You know that that you know again. I, I I'm a strong believer um, that you're only as successful as the people you surround yourself with. You know, and, and with that said, you know there are always going to be those people that you know you try to no matter how hard uh, you try to deliver a message to them, uh, um, they just have this idealism in their brain of what it is it's supposed to be. Maybe it's because. I guess if someone is doing something for so long the same way over and over again for so many years and whether they've been, you know, just uh, treated in a certain way that they their expectation is such where they feel that there are no alternatives to what it is they need to accomplish other than panic. You know, they, they don't know that, hey, listen, I can speak to maybe my manager or my supervisor and say, hey, listen, I have a concern, I have a problem, um, and I need to I need to have a solution. You know, we can never time 
these things in our lives. You know, it's never going to be the convenient time that you end up with a flat tire or, um, you, you know, the, 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 the windshield's broken and you like, oh, the, the pipes, you know what I mean? Like these things are going to happen in your life and there's really nothing you can do to prevent them from happening. You would only hope and think that you would have the support of say your leader or your, your, your manager that they understand and know, um, that, you know, sometimes shit happens and you got to deal with it. Um, and with that said, you know, why would it be otherwise? Uh, uh, does it take, does it, is it, is it, is it the fact that you have to build a relationship with a company and with someone for them to trust your character, uh, as an individual who's delivering a good message and a good product or is a good worker, uh, is, is someone who is, is tried and true to, to, to the message that, that, that's been presented to them? Um, or is it someone who is so scared that they're not making the right decisions or that they're uh, overcome with just the basic of all tasks when 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 called upon? Um, and that's kind of what I'm dealing with now. You know, I, I can't make people, um, you know, maybe again, I, I, I don't know that it's that it's the way that people. Um, have just been doing certain things for certain ways for so long, but 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 either way, I I've come into the picture and saying and and I again the message I deliver here is the message I deliver in my life, uh, and that is that you know we're all in this together, uh, and I'm willing to work with anybody who's willing to work with me. Uh, if you know, measure of a man or a woman is you know if I go grab a shovel, you know you grab a shovel. Let's 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 see how far we can dig. So so outside of that, I've never. Um, I've never, you know, I've never played favorites per se. I don't, I don't know that I have that in me. Uh, I'm not good at it. Uh, I don't even know that I've ever tried to do it because it's to me. It's, I think it's something that's very counterproductive to uh, a successful team. I think if you're building a team, I think key number one is is getting the buy-in in that team and everybody feeling like they're equal and that everyone is getting a, a fair share. Uh, you know, if you go back to the the days of the pirates and the pirate ships. Uh, there was never a mutiny as long as everybody felt like they got a piece of the, they got a piece of the treasure. As soon as someone thought that they got more than another is typically where the mutiny would take place. And I, and I apply that here in this situation, exactly this, where even in your workplace, you know, anybody who's successful or does a good job is always at some point, way or shape or form approached at one point or another to say, Hey, listen, you know, we want you to, we want you to help you. We want you to help us deliver a message and that whether that's, Hey, we want you to be a supervisor or we want you to be the lead or, you know, we want you to take that extra initiative to, because, because you, you are good at doing what you do. Um, and you know, and that's, that's a good thing, but also there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, another side to that. Uh, and it, it's always is, you know, and I, and I, it's funny, I mentioned those young men early in the podcast, those young men from, um, Madagascar who um, were in the streets and they were singing uh, and they were singing with no instruments there was no um, you know no 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 um, no beat machines there it was, it was just the purity of the vocals of these young men and the the way that it sounded uh, and the way that I connected with it was absolutely mind-blowing uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because as soon as they got them here into the United States, you, you know the first thing they did was uh, record them and they edited it and they added drums and they they, they they created this 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 product is what it was. It was like a it was like all of a sudden they just made this 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 Big Mac right out of out of this amazing music and sound that these kids were making and they they edited it and remixed it and they 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 mitified it to death. 
Um, and then they, they put it out there in an MP3 and they try to make a, a gazillion dollars with it. You know what I mean? So the, the record company gets 90% of the profits and they throw these kids 10% of the profits, right? Um, and, and, and here is the perfect example of that, you know, where, um, you know, as an individual and you're working in a career and you're doing a good job and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever reasons, whatever the forces may be, they come over and say, hey, we want you to do this. Um, and then, and then once they get you to do with that, then all of a sudden they want to try to change what it is that, that made you successful in the first place. You know, they want to teach you their methods and their ways of doing it. But unfortunately what they don't realize is, is that, you know what, those ways and those, you know, those methods have not been working. So, um, you know, you have to realize that, you know, what's, what's the, what's the, what's the bonus in that? You know, Steve Jobs said it best. He goes, you know, we don't hire smart people to, to train them to be stupid. We hire smart people so that they can teach us how to be smarter. So anyone out there, you know, if you're struggling in your job or you think that maybe you, you, you're not delivering enough or maybe, you know, you, you're holding back on something, you know, don't beat yourself up. I mean, it's, you know, these days you have to be very cautious uh, in taking any promotions because a lot of these promotions... A lot of these promotions are, um, uh, you know, it's like booby traps. You know, it really is. It's like a booby trap. It's like, hey, we want to give you this. We're going to give you this more money. We're going to give you this more responsibility. But, you know, at what cost? Right? At what cost? Uh, are you working now uh, twelve-hour days? And now are you uh, you taking on the responsibility of two people? Where there was one person doing that that job before? Is that is that like what is it exactly that's happening? And it seems to me um, that that becomes more and more common. Uh, and unfortunately, what are you 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 actually stripping the talent and the quality of the work? Um, that you're getting from this individual because you're, you're putting them in a position that now they're uncomfortable um, and then you're asking them to do things that they weren't doing before. So, you know, really understanding that like this, the importance of the importance of that um, is very relevant. Uh, and if you don't, um, if you don't respect that, you end up with an individual uh, who ends up angry. And then what's the message that they're delivering? Like, are they, are they telling everybody that, you know, they, I hate this place. I don't want to be here. I don't feel like I'm appreciated. I feel like I do too much. I feel like I can't never catch up. Um, and that's where you end up in this world spin of that. And, um, you know, I'll tell you, that happened to me and my, my previous employer. That's exactly what happened. Um, I was very, very happy doing what I was doing. Uh, you know, really just kind of uh, traveling, uh, responding to, you know, you know, trouble calls and tickets and just doing my thing. And then, you know, this, this, you know, this, this opportunity was presented to me and I took it and then immediately taking it, not knowing that it was like a total booby trap. And I ended up having to, you know, of course you're going from this, you know, you, I, you know, you go from, you know, the, 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 you know, the level position and then, Hey, listen, we're going to, we're going to make you a supervisor. And then you, you become a supervisor and immediately you become a supervisor. And then they somehow talk you into the fact that you need to terminate this ind individual that is, is that was actually the individual that trained you. Um, I mean, it's like, it's just, a, it's, it's, it's a, you know, excuse, excuse my language. It's a total mind fuck. Um, and that's what, that was my experience at my last employer where, uh, you know, the guy that trained me, it didn't end up working out and there was a situation and I ended up having to terminate him and, um, you know, they ended up, and it was, you know, again, I, I if I told you guys you know, I, how I got there, it was like a bad dream. Like I, I would never, you know, again, I always tell people don't ever allow anyone to dictate your direction. In this case, I, I was allowing people to dictate my direction in every way, shape or form. And it was absolutely terrible for me. 
Um, th- th- it was a situation where I found myself in a, in a tailspin. Um, I didn't know if, whether where I was coming or going. Uh, you know, the responsibility was absolutely monumental. Um, and um, to be honest with you, I, it's definitely something that I, I probably um, would never, ever, ever consider uh, even, you know, I, I talk about it here because, you know, I'm, I'm open with you guys and that's the point of having the podcast. But the idea of even putting myself in that position ever again is very scary to me. So, um, you know, with, with that said, I, 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 I've ground, I've landed, I'm, I'm, I'm grounded. I found an amazing place um, where I work now with amazing people. Um, and I and I appreciate them, and I know they appreciate me, and we all have a commonality in that way, and it just works out absolutely fantastic. So I'm not looking to make any changes in my life. I'm absolutely satisfied and happy. Um, my mind is still clear enough that I'm able to come on here and deliver, a, I think, a good, healthy podcast to you guys. I'm, it's not something that I allow to consume me in a manner that um, you know I'm not able to cl- you know think clearly. Uh, and deliver a good podcast because I tell you, my last job that wasn't happening. Uh, there was no downtime. I mean, the, the idea that even the idea that I could sit down and record a two-hour podcast without being interrupted by a phone call or um, um, a page—I mean, it would have been absolutely beside my, you know, my, out, out of out of out of my comprehension. It would it would have never happened. Um, so the fact that now that here I am, this is what I'm doing, uh, and I'm able to do this along with. You know, enjoy my full time job with the people I work with. I'm very grateful for that. I'm I'm so so very grateful for that, and I and I really appreciate it. So, um, you know, these things again, they all come at a cost. Uh, it was never. I hate this. I would never say that it was handed to me. It was definitely a journey, uh, in whatever way, oh, however it takes to get here. Uh, it, it you get here. So, uh, you know, I always encourage you all to just keep fighting the fight. I mean, you know what? You may not be happy with your job today. Um, you may not be happy with your job tomorrow. But if you go a week with it, uh, and a month with it, and you continue to do that, I mean, it, it really, how long? How long do you continue to do it before you realize that you got to make a move? You know, you just got to, you got to take that, you got to take that jump and and just move on. You know what I mean? Because I mean, ultimately, the winner takes it all, guys. The winner takes it all. We're going to call this the official ABBA edition of the Bobby Kudo Show, right? Right? Who doesn't love this stuff? (laughs) Oh, man. So, guys, listen, you know, I will tell you that we're uh, an hour and 42 into the podcast, and I do not want to go... Uh, too too far. I re- I know that uh, it was a lot to ask of everyone. Uh, a whole you know three hours and I believe it was nine minutes was the t- the, the total time of uh, episode twenty three. And I I would not do that again. Um, other than the fact that you know again unless having somebody like Steve, where I think it's so important to have those conversations. And you never want to cut those conversations short because. Um, again, you're starting these substances and you want to finish the substances. You don't want to leave anything, you know, half empty. Um, but I will say that, um, you know, I, even today I was thinking about Steve and and again, bringing him back on the show, uh, and maybe talking about a couple more things, you know, maybe talking about social medicine, uh, and whatever else, uh, it might come up. But I know, again, I, I got a lot of great feedback, uh, and especially from, uh, 
uh, DCP guys. Thanks over there, Drama City Productions. You guys, I always appreciate your comments. Um, it's always greatly appreciated. It's a group of uh, podcasters that um, have been there with me since day one. And um, uh, they're always fantastic with their feedback. And in this case, they uh, they said that they really appreciated and enjoyed uh, the, the um, uh, episode with Steve and, and his commentary and his comments and how um, uh, how he thought that, how they thought that uh, him and I uh, had some good um, synergy and I, and I think that's important and I already knew that you know Steve and I are great friends and we work together and um, even though we you know we haven't seen each other in a while we still have some great conversation and we have a lot to talk about so i i am definitely open door on steve and i can't wait to have him back on the show um but in the interim we'll continue to to move on and uh you know i'm looking i'm working on some other guests and some other things um and again i was going to be like i told you guys i'm going to be working on um the the um you know the t-shirt giveaway you know i know you guys would love to have a t-shirt and i love to give it away i'm just going to figure out how how i'm going to go about that um, and, and get that to you guys. Uh, but in the interim, if you don't want to wait, um, then go ahead and uh, and go to Etsy, right? Don't even don't even wait. Just go to Etsy, put in the Bobby Kudo show. I, we come right, I come right up, uh, and go get yourself something nice over there and support the show. Show your support for the show. Not to mention, if you're wearing it, how cool is that, right? I mean, don't you want to be wearing this? I mean, the, I mean, the logo is badass. You got to admit, right? It's a cook ass logo. I love it, right? I love it. So listen, I promised you guys something before I cut out of here. And that was um, some suggestions. You know, again, we've been like Netflixing and chilling. Um, except not the chilling pop, but we've been Netflixing. <laughs> and uh, a couple of cool ones that I want to share with you guys. If you haven't had a chance to, to, to watch them yet, uh, please do that. And uh, here you go. So on Netflix, it's um, The Confession Killer. That was just absolutely crazy. This guy... I you know he I believe if 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 you you come up with your own opinion on this but he ended up killing I believe one person um, and somehow they ended up finding a bunch of people and he took credit for it but he wasn't the one that killed all these other people so somewhere somehow there's a there's a serial killer that's still out there I mean it's just really really cool it's called the confession killer. The Confession Killer. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, go check it out. Again, the whole season is there. Uh, and the guy is just an absolute lunatic. And the craziest part about the thing is when you watch a documentary, like people are shaking his hand and it, like they were treating him like he was some type of, that was really the, you know, honestly, I think that was like the first time that people realized that uh, these these mass murderers were uh, almost like um, um, publicized. You know what I mean? Like they were shaking their hands. It was absolutely gross. But uh, in all cases, go check that out. Uh, the other one I really, really enjoyed was uh, Cold Cases Files. That is fantastic. It's about the cold cases that you know they've gone for many, many years, and then somehow they end up, you know, for me, guys, I don't know. I mentioned it in the past. Closure. I need closure in my shows, and that show has got closure, and it's it's put together so well. Um, and you know, with the whole thing with the coronavirus, uh, Rachel and I watched uh, Pandemic, and that's on Netflix now. Go check that out. It was really great. Um, had some really great information there, especially if you're traveling, you're going to be in the airports. They give you some advice in there on what to do, what to wear, like that N95 mask and things like that. Go check that out because uh, it gives you a really good idea of what the CDC does and how they go about finding like patient zero and how that all works. So that's to me, that's really, really cool stuff. So uh, do yourself a favor and go check that out. Um, the other one, too, was, um, I, you know, unless you probably guys already seen it, was uh, In the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Um, 
That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, again, I know my only critique on that was the Boston Globe um, reporter, but outside of that, I thought it was put together fantastic. The idea that um, they played all of the uh, the phone calls, that was just mind-blowing. I think that was just great that they, they, that they went ahead and did that, that that was uh, something that they were willing to share because I, I thought it shed a lot of light on who he was as a person, and um, you really get insight to um, his dynamics and even his relationship with his mother, which I thought was... Um, strange because uh, she wasn't she wasn't very good to him um, and last but not least I, I'm sure you've seen it but if you haven't seen it I will uh, tell you to go and see it because once I watched it I was probably wasn't going to watch it and we came across it Rachel clicked the button and it was that uh, don't fuck with cats go check that out uh, absolutely amazing I thought like I, when after I watched it, I thought maybe I might have heard something about it at some time, at some point. But that was just absolutely amazing, um, the way that these people online were able to track down this guy. And um, I don't want to let too much out of the... <laughs> gee, I don't want to say it. I don't let the cat out of the bag. That was a terrible joke. I apologize for anybody who's watched the show. Um, but in this case, it was really about a serial killer and that these people online were able to track this guy down and find him. And they, they got the information to the police. And just you got to go check it out. It's uh, it's the actual title is Don't F. Um, 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 and it's got the, the star star uh, and then K with cats. Uh, and it's on Netflix. Go check that out. Fantastic. The whole season is there. I think it's like six episodes, if I'm not mistaken. Once you start it, you can't finish it. And then last but not least, um, go HBO, go. If you have HBO, go. The Outsider. Absolutely fantastic. It's a Stephen King uh, book, and they've kind of make it, they made a show out of it. And uh, Rachel and I started watching it yesterday. And as soon as she started it, uh, I was kind of contact high. I was sitting on the side of her, and she had it on. And it was absolutely fantastic. Sucked me right in. Uh, really, really great. You know what? I, I I tell you, what, I I you know sometimes I, I will complain about Stephen King sometimes because I think Stephen King is a little entitled, but by the same token, he is very talented, and in this case, um, you know, this is just another example of that. I mean, and, and you know what the cool thing is, it's not just open and closed, because because with Stephen King, oh excuse me, with Stephen King, he always has a little bit of that element of um, <clears throat> of. Um, uh, supernatural, right? Like there's a little bit of something in there that um, he 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 puts into um, his stories. So um, if you um, if you um, if you have a chance, just go check it out, and um, and you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna love it. So I I don't want to get too far off. I don't want to get too uh, in depth with it. But uh, Jason Bateman is in it. Uh, who I'm sure you know who that is. Um, pretty popular actor, um, very funny, but in this case, it's a serious role, and he does a fantastic job at it. Uh, so that's pretty much the episode, guys. That's that's pretty much it on this one. I hope you guys had fun. I mean, I tried to have fun with this one. I, I actually not. I wasn't trying to have fun. I was just having fun. So I don't care. Um, I wanted to have a fun episode. I know that you know we we really talk about serious stuff all the time, and um, you know it's always relevant in substance. And you know the last last couple of ones have been kind of serious, and having Steven here and. Um, you know, between the two of us uh, in the room. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, sometimes, you know, things get said and, um, you know, they're, you know, they're passion. You know, it's it's about really about passionate. Um, you know, I know Steve and I can speak for Steve when I say this and I speak for myself. Um, you know, we only speak in the way that we do because we really care about you and we care about this country. We care about our kids 
and we care about the future of our nation and not only the future of our nation but the future of mankind uh what direction are we going in here um are we going to continue to do what we're doing over and over again um expect different results i mean because we could we could do that and um quite honestly i, I believe that that it, that's the actual true definition of insanity um so i, I want to say that uh, i'd like to think that all of us can try um to observe a different outlook on life and maybe say to themselves, hey, listen, you know, I can make a change. I can make a difference. You know, we see these different things now um, that we've never seen before. You know, there's a lot of good out there and there's a lot of bad out there. Uh, I'd like to think there's a lot more good. Um, and, and and I hope that you feel the same way. And, you know, that good is you. That good is me. Uh, that good is us. And that's that's where it all comes from. You know, people are out there saving lives every day. People are out there fighting the good fight every day, trying to make it a better world for most of us. But then again, there's a, there's a certain group of people out there that they're relevant and they're only relevant because they continue to make noise. And that's the only way that they um, can even have um, um, anybody's attention. Uh, and of course, I'm referring to this impeachment and these hearings and uh, every day it's all you hear about, all you hear about. Um, any, if anyone uses that, that, you know, I, I apologize to anyone who works in the medical field because every single one of the waiting rooms uh, and every doctor's office, is, it's, it's all they play is, is this, this the constant news feed. Um, and you know what? If anybody who's in the medical field out there, here's a word of advice for you. Uh, I'm not sure if, if we have a lot of nurses and doctors or uh, nurses and doctors, whoever, if, uh, phlebotomists, uh, whoever you are, um, some word of advice. Rather than do you, do your patients and yourselves a favor, um, rather than put the news on in the in the waiting room. Uh, here we go. It's a PSA for you. Um, you know, if you have the ability to or can, um, why don't you guys play like Planet Earth uh, with Sigourney Weaver uh, or, or like the BBC Planet Earth? Um, it's you know I I think and I find that. Um, you know, the environment in which you place people, you know, one, you're getting people to go to the doctor's office and chances are one, they don't want to be there because it's a physical uh, and they don't want to get bad news or two, they're not feeling well and they're there to get medical attention. And then you, you know, you sit them down in a waiting room, right? Uh, in an uncomfortable chair and then you get the news on and all they're talking about is the impeachment. Um, it's enough to frustrate even the most kind and, and calm person. Uh, so just keep that in mind, you know, maybe you want to change your programming that you have on. Uh, in, your, in your waiting rooms, you know, like I said, like National Geographic's and Planet Earth, like putting something like that on, I think it just makes people feel better about themselves and about the world that they live in. Um, it's, and it's all like G-rated, you know what I mean? You don't have to worry about any of that. There's no commercials. There's no conflict. Um, so there you go. Do something. And it, you know what? If you really need to, get like a DVD player. I think you can buy a DVD player for 10 bucks and then buy the box set. And just click repeat and let that play in your in your waiting rooms, right? And it doesn't just have to be just a doctor's, the dentist's office, wherever you go and wait. Like you go in the oil change place for your, you know, Meineke, whatever it is, like that should be playing right there. That's what people should be watching. Calm, cool stuff about the planet. Not not this this bullshit about an impeachment that doesn't even exist or doesn't even matter. You know, at the end of the day, guys. They're going to go another month with this whole impeachment thing, and the Republicans are not going to impeach the president. And it's all in all, you know, this, you know, the, you know who won in all this? I, I'm going to tell you who won in all this. The networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, TNT, you name it, BBC, all of the press, they are the ones that win. You know why? Because it's what's on television, and they're selling the hell out of the market. They, that's what they're doing. They're, they're commercializing the hell out of it, and they're making a boatload of money. That's it. That, that, that's what's going on here. So, you know, 
Let me let me tell you. Don't don't conform to it. Get away from it. Don't watch it. Don't don't support it. It's there's nothing to support there. It's just just you know what it is, guys. It literally it literally is just a bunch of old people talking shit about each other. You know what I mean? Like it, it, if I wanted to do that, I go to a family reunion. I don't have to watch it on on C-SPAN to 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 to, to hear that. So do yourselves a favor and disconnect yourselves from it. Don't even, don't even, there's nothing, you know what, if there was something good that was going to come out of that, some legislation or it was some bill and, you know, one way or another way and, you know, pro-life, pro-choice, like those things, then it matters. At the end of the day, none of this matters. It's just a bunch of politicians getting airtime on television and hopes that at some point you remember their name so that way one day when they run for president that you might, you might vote their name. Um, but outside of that, none of it really matters. So so go get some Planet Earth, right? Go get some National Geographic and play that shit in your waiting rooms. Do your patients a favor. Like, that's what I would appreciate. That's what I would love, right? Imagine that calming, how calming that would be. Imagine a patient comes into your room, like you bring them into the waiting room and you're doing, you know, their labs, you're doing their blood pressure and they're like, wow, that was pretty amazing. I was watching the uh, the majestic polar bear uh, in the Arctic, and it was swimming in the uh, in the Arctic, and it had little polar cubs, and they were sneaking out their head in the springtime. Right? Wasn't that a better conversation than saying, "Oh, the, you know, the, the Senator the President"? Right? Isn't that a better conversation? Right? It really is. Right? And nobody, and they tell you rules: never talk about politics at work. Right? You're not supposed to do it. Religion and politics. And why? So why would you put it on your television sets? So you're setting yourselves up for failure. You know you are, right? You shouldn't do that. So there, that's this week. That's this week. That's it. That That's what it is. That's this week's, guys. How do you feel about it, right? I feel good. I, I feel like we delivered a great, strong message today. I think that, uh, I hope that it was, it was as fruitful as the 23 that came before it. And, you know, anytime... Anytime you can have a podcast with some ABBA playing, it's a good one, right? Right? I gotta watch my, I gotta listen to my viewership now and and make sure I don't lose anybody because of, uh, (laughs) right? Good stuff, guys. I do, I do, I do, I do, right? That was in 1975, the year I was born, right? The year I was born, 44 years ago, guys, right? Well, that's it, guys, that's it. I think we've we've reached the end of episode 24, uh, but before I go, you know, I got to say thank you to everyone and tell you all how much I love you all equally. Uh, how much I appreciate your support, how much I appreciate you all being a part of the show. Um, And as always, I want to just say to you that um, this to me is always and will be a dream come true. And I hope that you continue to join me week after week. And, you know, the the numbers just continue to expand and continue to get bigger. Because as long as I can do this, guys, and as long as you're listening, um, I could do this forever. And I will. And I will continue to do it forever. And I, I hope I can. Um, but you know, again, a lot of it takes the, um, it's not just me, uh, behind the microphone. A lot of it has to be you and you have to be receptive to the message. Uh, and I hope the message is clear and, 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 um, it gets to you, um, um, healthy and happy. 
because uh, you know what? You can always try to do the best you can. Uh, but, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Sometimes people are just the way that they are, and there's nothing you can do to change them. And I think the first, once you realize that, uh, that, you know, it's not about changing a person. Um, it's just getting them to believe in a different idea or a different process uh, and that there are other ways of doing things. I think that's that's the that's the, 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 the core message uh, for today is that, uh, again, you could try to change people, um, but you'll probably fail in doing so. And then, you know, um, how long can anybody maintain it? Right. Seriously, how, how, how long can you maintain being somebody that you're not? Uh, and, the, and the answer is not very long. Uh, so, you know what? Be you. Do you. Uh, and try to do the best you can to be you uh, and and uh, be true to what you think is right for you. Because if, if you don't, uh, nobody's going to look out for you, right? I mean, if you if you don't stand up for yourself and you don't uh, say the things that you think you need to say, um, they just bubble up and at some point it becomes just poison. Uh, so if there's a message this week, uh, it is um, be you, speak your mind, uh, and just try to make a difference, right? Let's all try to make a difference. I mean, you're doing the same thing and... Um, just not uh, realizing that uh, there could be something better out there, right? You just got to reach for it, you know, and you can find it. Um, yeah, you know what, guys? So that's pretty much it. And, and remember, all roads lead here.